Hello, and welcome to the Lucky Star Show and Tell podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Field. In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Alexis Lane Sanders, one of the amazing instructors we have lined up to teach at Lucky Star Art Camp this fall. Alexis is a creative who loves to dabble in a little bit of everything. The process of learning and trying something new is where she finds her joy. Her creative outlets include knitting, sewing, wire working, resin, embroidery, and gardening. When she isn't working on a project, she's curled up in a comfy chair with a good book. Alexis lives in Austin, Texas with her husband and two kiddos. And in her professional life, she's a small home designer and licensed interior designer. Welcome, Alexis Lane Sanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Girl Guitar. So beautiful, Lisa. Thank you. I love the guitar. I love it so much. My dad played the guitar, and my grandfather played too, and I really wish I'd learned. Hey, you can still learn. It's never too late. Have you heard about Girl Guitar? No. Oh my goodness. They offer group classes for women and teenage girls, online classes and workshops, performance opportunities, private lessons, guitar songwriting, and yoga retreats. They're awesome. They're based out of Austin. And you don't have to live in Austin, though, to take lessons from them because they do online classes. I took a class locally, and it was so much fun. After just a couple of classes, you could be playing songs, Sean. That can't be true. A couple of classes? Wow. Yes, believe it. And right now, Girl Guitar is offering $25 off a group class with code Lucky Star Podcast Rules. Try it. You've got this. Wow, I think I will. For more information on Girl Guitar, visit www.girlguitaraustin.com. Hello, Alexis. I'm so happy to have you on the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Alexis, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us the brief... Alexis Lane Sanders' life story, the short version. <laughs> oh, the short version. Um, Let's see. Grew up in Texas, kind of all over, and lived in Indonesia for three years when I was eight because my dad worked for an oil company. Um, I eventually landed here in Austin as an interior designer and uh, took a break to have my two kiddos and then started going to Lucky Star. Where did you grow up? (laughs) Uh, All over Texas. So born in Houston, moved to Midland, moved to Indonesia for three years, back to Midland, then went to high school in Plano College in San Marcos. I remember that you guys lived in Indonesia. What what do you mm-hmm. remember of your experience was, there? Do you remember? Mostly I remember our school. We were out in this little compound, this gated compound out in the middle of the jungle. So my school had, I think, 
20 kids in it, ages or from pre-K through eighth grade. The last year I was there, I was oh, half wow. of the fifth grade. Um, but it was amazing because it was so beautiful and the school was small enough that everybody got really specialized individual attention and um, you just had to use your imagination a lot because there wasn't anything else to do so we had crafting clubs and computer clubs and I think that's really where I started getting interested in doing things with my hands because there was really nothing else to <laughs> so do. So were you a pretty crafty kid <laughs> all the way through your childhood? Yeah. Um, it was my main hobby was just like any kind of craft kit I could get my hands on. I was doing it cooking. Um, I really liked doing baking experiments um, in high schools, when I started making jewelry for the first time, doing like wire wrapping and things like that, um, and originally went to college thinking I was going to be a jewelry oh, maker. Wow. So I started out as majoring in oh, metal cool. smithing and then uh, ended up switching over to interior design because I thought that would be a more reliable way of making a living yeah. <laughs> and ended up entering the workforce right as the recession hit so it was kind of rocky yeah. anyway <laughs> hey was your mom doing crafts and art and things when you were a kid or did that come later she did a lot of she did a lot of sewing so she was really good at making clothes and she made a lot of clothes for me as a kid. Um, but she didn't consider herself creative or artistic. She always thought that that was her mom and it skipped a generation. Um, she didn't really come into her own creativity until close to, I guess, retirement when she started taking classes and realized oh, wow. I really like this being creative work anything that involves working with your hands is a learned skill so you're not just born with this artistic talent and you can magically draw or paint or you know make sculpture it's something right. you have to learn if you've got the interest and the passion you can there's get a commercial out right now and I, I can't think of what it's advertising but it is along those same lines where it's like we're all born with the innate desire and ability or the potential to create and make things mm -hmm. and yeah it is indeed learned skill that gets you to that next level that most people don't take the time to do unless they're very interested in it or have someone who influences them. Who would you say is the person who most influenced you as far as your creativity and really like your business 
um, jewelry, whether it's jewelry or your interior design, those are both creative Mm -hmm. things. Who would you say was the most influential in that? Both of my grandmothers were very creative. Uh, Granny, which is my mom's mom, did, she was a master at doing miniatures, like making little miniature dollhouses and she has a little dress shop that she made and she did some painting as well um but my other grandmother she didn't want anybody calling her granny because it made her sound old so we all called her grandma theta um she was a true artist she painted she did watercolors and oils and was really good at it but she also carved wooden birds wow and they were to scale they looked real and her favorite was doing hummingbirds she could make the most amazing little hummingbirds and have them attached through their beak to a flower that she also carved. So they looked like they were flying. How incredible. Um, and some of her some of her work actually ended up in the Odessa Museum really? of Art. Um, and she entered into uh, juried shows and all kinds of things. So did she ever take um, you under her wing? She gave it all up. She gave it all up to raise her two sons and then went back to art uh, when she was older. I don't think she ever truly took me under her wing because we lived so far away most of the time. But um, when I had my own small show in high school as part of our art program, she came out to Plano to see it and she was so proud of me for what I had done and we have kind of a funny story when she was sick in the hospital they had put her on morphine and she was hallucinating seeing artwork on the walls and she was talking about it to my mom and my mom's like Theta I'm sorry but I don't see anything there and she Theta muttered under her breath if Alexis was here she could (laughs) see it Oh, you were her star. <laughs> That's so cool. So she's definitely the so one. I actually, yeah, um, I have a hummingbird tattooed oh, on the back of my awesome, shoulder. That's awesome, Alexis. Um, I love that. It's the one and only tattoo <laughs> I will ever get because I don't think I'd well, ever do that special, again. it's special and it definitely has some real meaning to it. That's a great story. Mm -hmm. So what brought you guys to Austin? Um, That would be my parents, really. Uh, They both went to UT. That's where they met, working at one of the cafeterias while they were both students. And they moved all over because my dad worked for Mobile Oil. And they always wanted to come back to Austin eventually. They actually named my younger brother really? Austin, and he betrayed the family by going to UT. Wait, wait. Uh, he betrayed the family by going where? UT. Not That's UT. What I Sorry, you meant. A&M. <laughs> yeah, he became an oh. Aggie. Were uh, they devastated? 
Yeah, but he got his comeuppance because all the Aggies at school made fun of his <laughs> oh, name. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> being Austin. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so while I was going to college at uh, SWT oh, yeah. in San Marcos, my parents finally bought their retirement house, the place they were going to finally settle down okay. in Wimberley. And so we all eventually just ended up near them. We just kind of gravitated. Speaking towards of your parents, parents, your mom is what ultimately brought you to Lucky Star, right? She found yeah. it first yeah. and she was one of our first campers. Mm-hmm. She is the ultimate introvert and somehow she worked up the nerve to go to this art camp that she had read about in a magazine all by herself, even though she was terrified that she wouldn't know anybody there. And how was she going to start conversations with all these people? And she said it was the best time she ever had. Everybody was so nice and wonderful and she just had a blast in all her classes and everybody was laughing and happy and she kept going back and coming back with the best <laughs> pictures and learning new things. And I was like, she's not going <laughs> again without me. <laughs> so I kind of invited myself along and <laughs> the rest kept coming back too, because it was wonderful. So yeah, I ran an ad in edible Austin um, I think it was the first year. That's of it. Yeah. Camp. And I think she was sitting in the, what's the restaurant with the pear and Wimperly leaning pear? She leaning pear. Leaning yeah. pear. This is how I oh, remember so the good. story. <laughs> and she picked up a, an yeah. edible Austin magazine and was flipping through and came across the ad that I, I remember at the time thinking, Good Lord, if I spend this much money on this ad and no one ever tells me that it worked, I'm going to be so sad. And I I can't, you just can't imagine how thrilled I was to hear that she found Lucky Star through that ad. That was awesome. And she mm-hmm. ultimately brought you and several other women through the mm-hmm. years have come because she told them yeah. about it. So that ad paid off after all. Yeah, you got quite a group out of that one ad. Uh, Linnell's in Wimberley, and she came. Uh, My aunt from Dallas came two different years. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) So you've been coming to Lucky Star for several years, many years. You've also been to several pop-ups that we've had. And... Mm -hmm. You're signed up to come to Wander In this year, too. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I can't um, wait. Do you have a favorite Lucky Star camp story, like, as a camper? I don't know if I have a specific one memory. story. Although, yeah, I guess it was one of the first years I came and... Mom and I have never taken one of your classes together. We always have separate schedules. We never seem to coordinate. Um, 
and she was in some kind of drawing class with Mandy and a bunch of the other youngins. And apparently they got super <laughs> rowdy and just <laughs> body. And apparently mom was just cackling along with them and having a good time because they kept coming up to me afterwards. Alexis, your mom is such a good sport. <laughs> it must have gotten she has pretty such raunchy. a good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I was like, you shouldn't be surprised. You haven't <laughs> met my dad, but <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> She's used to this kind of stuff. That's awesome. She just looks innocent. So you have taken classes with her since? Um, I think we've managed to take Heidi's watercolor mandalas together, which was wonderful. That was a, cool that was a lot of fun. But I think that's the only one other than the Glee Club afterwards and um, whatever we've done at Round right. Top since everybody's pretty well together. doing the you same know, that's, thing. That's an interesting point yeah. to make because, you know, so often friends sign up together to come to camp and mm -hmm. some of them do take classes all together, but a lot of them mix it up. It really is more so yeah, a focus on what you need at that moment in time. And I think everybody, by the time all the classes are released and everyone's choosing their classes, they have a good enough feel for that concept that this is for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see my friend or my mom or whoever, I'm going to see them a lot while I'm there. But I don't necessarily have to take every class yeah. with them. That's a good point to make because I wouldn't want someone to come and just carte yeah, blanche, take the same classes as their friend. We really enjoy, we share a cabin together. So we have plenty of time where we get to see each other and relax because there is a bunch of free time around the classes that we take um and we always sit with each right. other at the meals we change everybody yeah. else but we always end up sitting together even though you <laughs> tell okay. us pick somebody you can take new. a buddy with you to do that I always <laughs> tell everyone just so um, everyone but, knows what we're talking about at the beginning of camp when I'm welcoming everyone I always tell everyone to try to really shake it up a little bit and try to sit with someone different at every meal. And then between having different people in every class and then sitting with different people at every meal, you really get to meet a lot of the women who are there. So I think that that works. You go right. home with a community. You, you really get to feel you definitely that go home with the community that is really important to the experience. Yeah. It's especially important if you're bunking up, you know, if you're bunking by yourself. So your mom was really great mm -hmm. about sitting with different people when she came alone that first time too. And she made a lot of friends right, right yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. So last year was your first year to teach a class at Lucky Star and it was such a big hit. It was so much fun. Yeah. I took it myself <laughs> and 
I still, I mean, I have a, a resin bracelet that I still wear. I love it. I love the color. So Alexis taught a resin jewelry class last year in 2021. Mm -hmm. And man, everyone just really went to town on making these resin pieces. And so there were picks like guitar pick molds, cuff bracelet molds, earring molds, and we got to mix all the different colors and you could even mix like metallics in to where it looked kind of glittery. It was just such a fun mm -hmm. class and you were such a kind and patient teacher. It, everyone was so excited and it, it just, it turned out really great. So I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to tell everybody since they all loved your resin class last year Give us the lowdown mm -hmm. on what you're teaching at Lucky Star this year. So I am teaching another resin class. Um, I changed it up a little bit to be more inclusive because there were some people that said, man, it sounded really interesting, but I don't wear right. jewelry. So I didn't take the class and I kind of regret it. So I switched it up a little bit to where it's creating with resin and not just resin jewelry. So I'm going to have mostly a similar setup. I've got all kinds of medium to mix with the resin so that we can create glitters and enamels and things. Um, but the molds are going to be a bigger variety. So we've got paperweights to where if you have a selection of just the most kitschy stuff you've ever seen, we're going to color I love this idea that so much. And capture it in resin, which is a lot of fun. I just oh, made a sample one that is all um plastic candy. And then um I put oh, eat me in it just like Alice <laughs> yeah. in Wonderland. That's awesome. And it's just oh yeah. Pure kitsch. And what a great and gift so to give I've someone. Got that. You know, and you can really personalize yeah, it. Yeah. There's like so if they much like fun. giraffes, you could put a little mini you plastic do giraffe in there and something. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. could you could personalize yeah. it in a big way. What else besides paperweights? And then I've also got molds so that we can try out making geode coasters. So if you've ever seen on YouTube, people love doing paint pours and resin pours that end up looking like slices of stone. You can do that with resin. Uh, I've got transparent pigments and glitters and actual jars of um semi-precious stones oh, that we that can mix so in exciting. and that it's super fun and very classy. I, I know that last year um, I ended up loving this is what happens to me when I paint a lot I end up really falling in love with my mm -hmm. paint palette 
<laughs> and I end up just like smashing yeah. it on the canvas sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I love this. I, I'm not touching it. <laughs> Last year when I took your class, I ended up just kind of pouring all of my containers with all the individual colors kind of one at a time into a single container. Yeah. And I came up with this chunk I of awesome. That. It was like so cool. <laughs> so that kind of reminds me of that concept. And I know a lot of people really loved that. Yeah, I did grab one mold that I'm going to experiment with that is a giant rectangle with a circle cut out and it holds a test tube vial so that it can be a bud base. Oh, man. So you can do your layers of color and chunks of awesome and end up like putting oh, it in a window yeah. so that the sun can shine. That would be cool. You could even put like a attachable stopper to it yeah. to stick it on the window. That would be really mm-hmm. cool. Okay. What other class yeah. do you have? So we've got so much to play with. So my other class, I've got two others that I've kind of paired together. You can take them separately or both, depending on what you're interested in. So the first one is basically Japanese embroidery and mending, where they take just a simple running stitch, the easiest stitch you ever learn when you're learning to sew. And they use it to make the most intricate geometric patterns that are just beautiful. And they started this to make, to mend their clothes. They decorate patches of cloth and put it on like the jacket that tore and they turn it into this beautiful piece of art with this geometric squares and diamonds just kind of spiraling out or it looks like ocean waves. It's just so serene. And when you're doing it, because you're only doing one stitch over and over again, it's very meditative. But you can also get it done in one day. It's not something that takes weeks and weeks before you get that final payoff. Okay. And then the last class that you're offering could be a buddy to that class. Right. So if you take that embroidery and instead of nodding it off, you pull it really tight so that you bunch Mm -hmm. up the fabric, that thread becomes a resist. And so if you put that fabric in a dye bath, everything turns the color of your dye except where that thread was. So once you snip the thread and pull the fabric back apart, you have this amazing pattern that is with no thread. Um, And it kind of spirals out or bleeds out. It's not just this precise line so now you've got this very organic fluid 
picture that oh my you've goodness. made. I cannot wait um, to see what everyone creates from this class. I think it's going to be so, mm-hmm. so incredible. Yeah. So the second class is actually Shibori dyeing and natural okay. dyes. So we'll learn in that class how to fold up your fabric to create a bunch of different patterns. And then we dye it in either the traditional indigo dye that you see in Japanese fabrics. That's that beautiful Mm -hmm. dark blue. Um, Or with natural dyes, you can use things like blueberries or radishes to dye your clothes. And you never know exactly what color you're going to get because it changes based on just weather or pH of the water that you use. So it's always kind of a surprise. So it takes a lot of the control out of your hands and you just kind of have to let the surprise be part of the art that. that you're making. I like that. That's a tough thing for a lot of people to get their minds around when they put a lot of work in on one Mm -hmm. part of it and then they have to let go of control on the finished product, but it's therapeutic as well. That's, I really, yeah. Resin is the same way where I really enjoy crafting an art that takes some of the control Mm -hmm. out of my hands so that I can just relax and enjoy the process and (laughs) yeah not get stressed out about it's not turning out the way that I had pictured in my head because I already know that's not going to happen yeah so you get over it from the start (laughs) you get over yourself Mm -hmm. you don't have such high expectations of if it doesn't turn out the way I wanted I failed it's more look at this neat, amazing right. thing that just happened in front of me. And I was part of it. So those, those second two classes that you mentioned, like you said, people could take those as standalone classes. Say you're not interested in stitching whatsoever, mm-hmm. but you really love the idea of Shibori dying and that whole process. You could take yeah. one or the other, or you could sign up for both and either take your piece from the stitching Mm -hmm. class into the shibori class or not. You could start with a fresh piece of clothing. Are you going to do clothing or just swatches? How how are you? What are you thinking there? The students will have a choice of what project they want to work on. So they can either choose to work directly on a piece of clothing that they want to embroider. They can make patches that they want to take home for future use, or they can take natural cloth or piece of clothing and do the stitch resist that they'll take to the Shibori class afterward. So they've got a whole bunch of options that they can explore and they're not stuck to just Alexis, what got you interested in resin, stitching, shibori? Like what was the catalyst, especially for resin? I'm very curious about that one. 
So I have ADHD. I was actually just diagnosed this year. And I literally just, I see something I want to make, whether it's in a book or I stumble across it on the internet somewhere. And I will deep dive and research it and teach myself how to do it. Um, and then I move on to the next thing. And so my hobby is basically learning new skills. I'm always looking for something new to try. So I've taught myself sewing and knitting and all kinds of jewelry making. Um, I've done wood burning and leather craft. The list just goes on and on. My closet is full of craft equipment. I always say our Lucky Star yeah. campers are probably the the best craft supply hoarders in the universe. We all love our yes shiny happy Which is craft supplies. The craft swap oh, yeah. that we did last year at camp was amazing. That's actually what got me started on Japanese embroidery because somebody brought a craft kit they hadn't Seriously? even opened up. And I was like, that is coming <laughs> home with me. And that's what turned into my oh, embroidery my class. We're this totally going to have to do that again. That was really fun. I loved that. Mm hmm. It was amazing. There was so much. Everybody brought so much that we just traded around depending on what you were interested in. That was really fun. So for those of you who are listening and don't know, on the last night, well, it's not necessarily on the last night, but the last couple of years we've been doing it on the last night. We do, um, we set up a bunch of tables Mm -hmm. in the back of our big, the big lodge that we do our show and tell night in on the Saturday night of camp, which is like our closing ceremony night. And, um, we have a clothing swap and this past year we had a craft supply swap too. So those two things are super fun. It gives you a chance to, I mean, you're kind of there with a bunch of women who were attracted to the same thing in the first place. So we're all a little connected mm-hmm. in our, in our tastes and likes and just, you know, enough for you to find some really cool stuff that you like in that clothes swap and also the craft swap. I was um, really happy. I think you started that. I love that our interests, although we're all, crafters and artists our interests are so varied that you end up with a little bit of everything there and so there's always something for new sure. to discover it's it it just makes me envision this big web where there's this common thread that kind of runs through and touches everyone there but when you look at the whole, mm-hmm. it's this big, beautiful, crazy, amazing web of likes and differences. And, but, but we're definitely all connected when we're there. You can feel it. At least I can. And we all take those For connections sure. home with us. Most of my 
my social network now is lucky star campers they're they're everywhere they're everywhere <laughs> it's who I reach out so to awesome now. that makes my heart feel really good to hear that because it means a lot to me in my life to have the support of all of these women and you know with 10 years of women it's it's a big community now mm-hmm. Yeah, we love it so much. We all take it home with us and we keep do. it going all year. <laughs> what other things do you do for fun besides artsy, craftsy kinds of things? Uh, I am a massive science oh. fiction nerd. I was actually president of the Science Fiction right. Society at <laughs> college. To you. So I read a whole lot if my husband teases me that one of the reasons he fell in love with me is because I kept showing up to dates with giant like door stopper books really? in my purse and that I choose my purses based <laughs> what kind on of book it'll fit? what can I fit <laughs> I my that. books in. Yeah. That's awesome. So what about TV shows? movies do you have a favorite book or a favorite show you're watching right now favorite book might be the entire oh, harry girl, potter I'm series right there with you. that's the one that i keep going back to over and over and over again um i actually bought a decal for our toilet that says ministry of magic this oh, way that's it so wipes cool. into the toilet um I don't know about TV show. There's quite a few that we watch on and off. Um, The Man Who Fell to Earth is quite an interesting ride. Uh, It's based on the David Bowie album and movie that he made. This is like a continuation of that story, which you're just like, what is going on? This makes no sense but I am here (laughs) until the end just to see I watch a lot of British murder mysteries like that's my feel good British British murder movies cheer you up I love that (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's not something you hear every day Alexis, how can our listeners find you out in the world, you and your work? Well, I'm on Facebook and Pinterest under my own name, Alexis Lane. Um, my, my website is down at the moment because I'm transitioning from jewelry design to home design. I just went back to school for architectural drafting. That's exciting. So I will be putting together a website hopefully soon. uh, Once I figure out what to name my business, I always have trouble coming up with witty names that don't just sound yeah generic um but yeah I'm really excited about that I just went back to school uh and am studying for my lead green associates certification 
and um, I should be working on small, affordable, like net zero houses. And I'm going to see if I can get certified for construction 3D printing so that I can do the concrete 3D printed houses. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is really cool. Um, The last question that I ask all of my guests is if Mm -hmm. you had to show and tell about something right now, what would that be? It could be something you're working on, something that um, you are learning, something that is new and exciting, a new craft, a new art supply. Can you think of something? Well, I have been taking great comfort in a blanket that I crocheted actually uh, while I was pregnant with my first son and finished it while uh, within the first few months of him being born. Um, It's a giant mandala in all these beautiful, rich jewel tones. And it's one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've ever made. How big is it? And um, it's maybe four feet across. It's a circle. I will actually lift it up for you. That sounds though. amazing. Even though no one else can Nobody see it. Nobody can I... see it except you. Oh, that is gorgeous. Yeah. So it, it actually looks like a dahlia in the center, like a dahlia flower. Mm-hmm. That's really pretty. And it's got all these wonderful, like, loops and many flowers and flourishes that is probably the hardest thing I've ever made because I had to learn all these new stitches and that's really cool I just well Alexis thank you so much for being with me today it was so good to talk to you and um just really it gave me a chance to get to know you better but also it gives our listeners a chance (laughs) to get to know one of our awesome instructors for this year I look forward to all of your classes. I think everyone is going to be really excited, especially about those two new ones, but about the resin as well, because even if you took the resin class last year, this is a whole new concept. So you can be a little more free mm-hmm. and in what you're doing this year and not be so specific with your It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. Well, thanks, Alexis. I love seeing everybody else. That's always the most fun thing. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye. Lucky Star is a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp that takes place each fall in the Texas Hill Country. For dates and more information about our upcoming camps, visit our website at www.luckystarartcamp.com or Find us on Instagram at Lucky Star Art Camp.